0: Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is We The Italian News, a podcast about uh, Italy during coronavirus times. Uh, today is Thursday, March 24, 2022, and this is the thir- 300th video of We Italian News. I want to thank 300 times all, all our watchers and listeners that follow us either on our website and on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter instagram linkedin anchor spotify google Podcasts, apple podcast amazon music and audible two flags one heart 300 videos dear friends with the arrival of spring and more pleasant temperatures and the decreasing covid restrictions uh, it seems that more and more italians are getting the idea that the pandemic is already over or, or almost over the reality is a little different italy is once again close to hundred thousand new infections per day although fortunately this does not translate into an increase in the occupancy of hospital beds or intensive care units nor in the number of deaths which however is struggling to fall significantly the last three curves are essentially stable the resumption of infections is attributed in part to omicron 2 the subvariant of omicron more infectious by 20 percent which nearly accounts for more than half of the new cases and seems to have the power to reinfect those who have already recovered from omicron 1 although for almost all the new infection is completely asymptomatic. But the WHO said that Italy and all of Europe, where more or less the situation of infection curves is the same, have decided too quickly to decrease the restrictions and that this is very dangerous and could lead to new problems. We hope that they are wrong, but it is nevertheless true that great fatigue resulting from more than two years of pandemic and the concern about the war surely led many of us to lose some attention in the hygiene and distancing measures that we know well by now. Now, last Tuesday, the president of Ukraine gave a very emotional speech from remote to, to, to the Italian parliament in which he thanked Italy for what we are doing. In his reply, the head of the Italian government confirmed that Italy wants Ukraine in the European Union and will support its request. And that until two days ago, there were more than 60,000 Ukrainian refugees in Italy, a number that is growing every day. Today, they are already almost 100,000. The reception center from which the Ukrainian refugees transit in Italy is Palmanova, with 5,400 inhabitants, a small town in Friuli-Venezia Giulia, in the northeast of the peninsula. And the center is managed by the Civil Protection, the uh, Protezione Civile, the equivalent of what in America is FEMA. But there are many other stories of help and welcome organized by many Italian organizations and families and single persons that are showing the great heart of the Italians. The UN says that there are already 10 million Ukrainians, uh, a quarter of the entire population, displaced from their cities invaded and bombed by Russia, and a third of them have fled to Europe. 90% are women and children. The children are 5, 6, 10 years old, while the adolescents more often remain behind, fighting with the fathers. Some of these escaped children are even fleeing on their own, and not just because they have been orphaned. Many parents take them to Romania or Hungary or Poland, and then they go back to Ukraine to fight, to resist. Today, there is an important meeting in Europe uh, where it will be decided how to increase aid, agreeing on a fair distribution of refugees. But the countries of Southern Europe, including Italy, are asking that the same be done for the refugees, who are much fewer in number, arriving from Africa. The danger of a possible interruption of gas supplies from Russia is getting closer and closer for Italy, which is decreasing the share of Russian gas on which it depends. But it's a complicated path. We have dropped below 40%, but the government says that it will take three years to get zero. Spring is helping, temperatures are rising and we are heading into a warm period where we won't have to use gas to heat our homes, offices and structures. Meanwhile, Italy is already increasing the arrival of gas from all other available sources and also the share of gas stored in our deposits. Also on this, the emergency is leading the European Union to unite more the experience of buying vaccines on a european scale has granted good prices and adequate supplies and europe wants to repeat it also for the purchase of gas or europe depends on russian gas not just italy every day europe buys gas from putin for a billion euros every day In the meantime, the intervention of the Italian government to help Italian families and companies on this issue is starting to have its first effects. For the first time since the end of 2020, the new tariffs set by the Energy Authority, a body independent from the government that sets tariffs based on market parameters, are finally going down. The decrease for consumers will be a few percentage points compared to the previous quarter and will concern the cost of gas but also electricity, given that gas is the most widely used fuel in Italian power plants. However, this is a slowdown and not yet a decisive re- reversal of the trend. Companies and families in Italy will continue to pay rates at levels never seen before. The other huge economic problem for the made in Italy is the one related to raw materials to produce food. If Ukraine is the granary of Europe, Russia is the granary of the world. For Italy, the main imports linked to the agro-food world from the two countries are soft wheat, corn and fertilizers. Soft wheat is used for bread and pastry. From January 2021 until February 23, 2022, i.e. the day before the invasion of Ukraine, Italy imported 5% of total Italian imports of soft wheat from Russia and Ukraine. The missing quantities are driving up prices. Soft wheat quotations in Italy have risen 33% in one month. The second pillar that is failing with the blockade of the Russian and Ukrainian markets is that of corn, which risks not even being sown in April and therefore its lack could extend to all of 2023. Ukraine is Italy's second largest supplier of corn. It accounts for 15% of total imports and prices have already risen by 41% in one month. Corn is fundamental for the production of animal feed. The consequence is the increase in the cost of meat. A steak a steak, could soon cost 20% more in Italy. <clears throat> the third market of great concern is fertilizers. Uh, Russia produces 15% of the entire world production of fertilizers. In the last year, Italy imported 6% of our total from Ukraine and 7% from Russia. Replacing Russia and Ukraine is difficult for several reasons. The first is given by the high costs of logistics and long time of the Atlantic Naval transport for products that we need in the short term and that would come from the United States, Canada and Argentina. The second problem is the wheat treated by glyphosate, a powerful herbicide classified as a probable carcinogen. According to official data, non-European food products sold in Europe have irregular chemical residues equal to 5.6% compared to the EU average of 1.3% and the Italian average of 0.9%. That is also the problem of the use of genetically modified organisms, authorised in Europe and Italy much, much less than in the rest of the world. Besides, as I told you in the last video, the European Union is authorizing a higher percentage of cultivation to European farms. The risk in these crucial weeks for the planning of cultivation is that many producers in Italy will decide to focus on corn, sunflower, or soybeans, since prices will be much higher and so revenues will be too. Uh, So uh, to prefer corn, sunflower or soybeans, instead of tomatoes but also peas, beans and chickpeas. These are all excellent typically Italian products of the earth uh, that risk uh, disappearing from Italian fields. But if this is what is likely to happen in the industrial production of Italian agricultural products, uh, at family level the opposite happens. uh, With the price increases in daily spending that we have talked about, uh, 44% of Italians with the arrival of spring, defend themselves by growing their own fruit and vegetables in gardens, terraces, urban gardens and small plots of land to ensure food in a situation of great difficulty and uncertainty. If in the past it was mainly the elderly who dedicated themselves to to the cultivation of the vegetable garden, often remembering the time when they lived in the country, now the passion is spreading also among the youngest and among people completely lacking in cultivation techniques. It is a return to the War Gardens guerra, di of the Second World War, which in America were called the Victory Gardens, when in the Italian, European and United States cities cultivations were spread in order to guarantee food supplies. Here in Italy today, the products most cultivated in this way <coughs> are salad, tomatoes, aromatic plants, hot peppers, zucchini, eggplants, peas, beans, broad beans, and chickpeas. Besides, those who cultivate the spaces available on balconies and terraces, There are also 1.2 million Italians who have at least one hectare of land at their disposal for family use. These are families who have inherited farms or pieces of land from their parents and relatives and wanted to maintain ownership in order to practice their role as farmers and breeders, rather than selling them as was often the case in the past. But there are also those who have taken advantage of the opportunity made available by local authorities, which, from the north to the south of Italy, organize and rent real urban gardens, which have registered a growth of 18.6% in the last five years. Now, in 2017, when pandemic and war were things of the past that no one thought would return, the Italian national soccer team resoundingly failed to qualify for the World Cup for Nations, I Mondiali di Calcio, to be held in Russia in 2018. It was a collective national trauma. It hadn't happened since 1958. Subsequently, the Italian national soccer team has risen again until the triumph in the European Championship of 2020, played in 2021 because of the pandemic, last July. But today we are again at a very difficult crossroads. Qualification for the next World Cup to be played in Qatar at the end of this year is dramatically in danger. This evening, tonight, Italy has a decisive dramatic match that it is obliged to win against North Macedonia. If we lose, we are out of the World Cup in Qatar. If we win, then we will have to play another game against the winner of the Portugal-Turkey game. To qualify and play in the World Cup in Qatar, we should win that game too, otherwise we will be eliminated. Obviously, the important problems are others, of course, but if you know Italy, you know how absolutely traumatizing and terrible this would be for the fans of the national soccer team, which is practically all Italians uh, who already in 2018 had to suffer for the elimination of Italy. So all we can do is cheer for Italy, very strongly cheer for Italy tonight, and then hopefully and the next game that will be played once again, hopefully, on Tuesday, March 29. I repeat, obviously, there are more important and serious problems, yes, but for this very reason, another elimination would be taken very badly by the Italians, and so Forza Italia. It's all for now, it's all for today, I'm sorry if I ended with something very light, but I needed to, and I guess that you needed it too. this was with Italia News. My name is Umberto Mucci. I'll see you next Monday. Ciao from Rome.